What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and this episode is sponsored by Westco Laser Engraving out of Millport, Alabama. I went to school with a guy who runs it, Dakota Dawkins, and let me tell you, they do great work. It's good quality. So, whether it's a memory you want to memorialize, maybe it's a pet or a past family member, or maybe there's an ultrasound of a baby-to-be, or there's a famous person that uh, you just want to have in your home. These guys can get it done. No matter the keepsake or memory that you want done on maybe a piece of wood or tile or metal or even on a tumbler. Maybe you're a business that needs a sign. These guys can definitely help you out with that. It's going to be great quality. So that's going to do it for your sponsorship for this episode. So let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. Today, we're doing something that we have not done. I got Eric Studdard on here with me. He's my guest for the day, and we're going to talk a little bit about toy photography. And so, Eric, just to uh, give us an idea, man, like growing up, how did toy photography become a thing for you? Um, well, I, I guess I kind of got into like comic books and the whole like genre around that and really came to... Like, I guess followed Batman a lot uh, yeah. back in 1989 with the uh, Tim Burton movie and uh, starring Michael Keaton. And you know, you know, when you're young, you buy some figures and stuff, and then years go by. You you know, you read comics and stuff, and then um, a buddy of mine, Chris McDeal, he started uh, kind of building, doing Lego sets and stuff. And Chris, he was always the type of guy that. If he knew you were good at something, mm-hmm. you know, he he would like to push your passion forward. And um, he knew, you know, I had a background in photography from college and stuff. And uh, he kind of started showing me what, you know, some toy photography that he found on Instagram. Like people taking pictures of Legos and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, that's really awesome. Like they were taking Lego figures and setting up these crazy dioramas and doing these amazing shots with just Lego sets and Lego figures. And a little time went by and I was like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to like buy a figure. So I bought a figure and uh, just, I had an Instagram already and Mm -hmm. just started taking pictures of it. And then that just generally kind of like started progressing. You know, you meet people that are doing it. You find like hashtags and you like look at other people's work and you, you start following them and then uh, you just start connecting and there's, it's, it's insane. There's a, a huge community of people on Instagram that, yeah. are, that are doing it and that are, some of them are doing it so well, like really well. Like I'm, I'm t- maybe that's their career, you know, yeah. like, I mean, they're, they're good at what they do, and uh, I don't know. It's a very welcoming community. Uh, people can give you tips. People are usually like very supportive uh, of what you're doing, and uh, I don't know. I've just kind of just hung in there and made a lot of friends all around the world, and 
just enjoy it. It's just, a, to me, it's a way to kind of keep my photography alive and actually keep pushing myself. I, I mean, I, since I've been doing toy photography, I think I've learned more about photography than I did ever in college, you know, like lighting and like just, you know, situations and posing, you know. Yeah, I mean, you were showing me, um, we got one of the sets here that you used on the latest shots you captured and like with the aerosol and like getting that that yeah. background I was like that explains it because a lot of these shots I was like how is he doing this right yeah a lot of what I do um, I guess is practical I will do some editing in Photoshop where, where it's needed I use like right here we're using a NECA set that's like just a little alley building set that they sold um, really it's more for like displaying figures but a lot of toy photographers use it as background and mm -hmm. uh then you have people that are in the community that actually build props, build dioramas, and mm -hmm. uh, do amazing work. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, when I'm using when I'm when I'm shooting a figure, I'll use a uh, atmosphere aerosol that kind of create like that atmosphere, that fog, mm -hmm. and then um, I'll use various lighting. I use loom cubes to kind with gels to kind of get the some different color uh, ranges in there. Uh, yeah, no, just with just with like your Batman shots, and maybe even with Daredevil. You know, it's it's dark, and like uh, always, the capture of it, man, it always feels like they're in those alleyways. Yeah. You know, or like Daredevil's in Hell's Kitchen. I mean, like right. it captures that. Yeah. That feel. I really like that gritty kind of feel. Like I guess that kind of comes from. Um, enjoying Batman I, and I feel like there's a lot of parallels between Batman and Daredevil and like their environments I, I think for me like I don't like a whole lot of bright you know like just too bright because Batman comes out at night I feel like he's 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 out at night fighting crime so it needs to be kind of gritty and dark and mm -hmm. kind of the same with Daredevil too I mean I feel like he's he's in Hell's Kitchen after dark you know kind of cleaning up the streets so I try to capture and like build atmosphere with with the shots I do. Yeah. And so, uh, the night we met, I didn't, like I was telling you, we starting, I didn't even know the toy photography was a thing. And then you were showing me the, your account, and I was looking at the following, and then you were showing me more about, you know, just like you were saying, the community. And I went on to follow you, and I'm looking at all the other people and what they're doing in the community. And I was like, man, these people are insane. And like, to go back to talk about those dioramas, and like, it feels like there's just, there's a lot of um, pieces and different players in this community, and like when they come together, man, it is an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely it is. Um, yeah, you have people that build dioramas. You have people that pretty much sculpt head sculpts for like various uh, scales, one twelfth, which is more your six inch figures, and then one six, which are your larger figures, your twelve inch mm -hmm. figures. You have people that are building costumes for them, like so. Like if you want a, a a better cape for Batman, there's somebody out there that is doing that. They're building that. There's somebody. You're like, man, I really want this specific head sculpt for ba this Batman body. You tell you can find the right person on Instagram. They will. They they they're sculpting head sculpts. I I actually have a an old uh, Bruce Wayne, old man Bruce. Uh, head sculpt for for my Dark Knight Batman in there nice. for one of my mezcos, and uh, I got a uh, yeah I got a few di like diorama pieces uh, from guys in the community. Um, it's like this dumpster, for instance, man. Yeah, this yeah, this thing looks real. It looks yeah. just like you shrunk a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, by um, Oil Oilers underscore Workshop on Instagram. He does. Fantastic work, super, super detailed. He pays so much attention to everything he does. He uh, he builds all kinds, of, all kinds of stuff. Right now, he's actually working on an alleyway for me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the amount of attention that he's putting into it and the detail that he's achieving. You know, on a you know for a six inch figure. So mm -hmm. he's. He's definitely one of them. There's there's others out there that are building dioramas, like I said, and and building accessories for your figures. I mean, there's there's a huge world out there. It's a huge market right now. Uh, toy photography is, and you know, there's a lot of 
a lot of photographers out there that are doing just unbelievable things with toys. And so, growing up as a kid, man, were you collecting action figures at that time as well? Or were you really into comics? How did that start up? Yeah, so, I had, like, when I was younger, I had, you know, action figures, you know, um, you know, Batman figures, Superman figures, Spider-Man figures, but I, I guess I didn't fully understand, you know, that, that, that world. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I would watch, you know, Super Friends on television and stuff. But then when I remember, like, when that 1989 Batman movie came out, I just remember I picked up a magazine. I was looking at it. I was like, holy cow, man. Holy shit. Batman is... <laughs> Batman's pretty badass. Yeah. So we went, you know, I remember going to the movie opening day at Lee Mall here in Columbus and standing in line with my friend Jerry and we go in there and I just remember getting chills like seeing in certain scenes and stuff. I was like, man, Batman is awesome. So mm-hmm. that kind of like opened up a world for me where I like, I started reading comics and I started off with Batman comics, but I would read other comics like, mm-hmm. you know, like Wolverine, X-Men every once in a while, you know, just green arrow or whatever else I could get my hands on. So right. I, I, I kind of mixed it up, but mostly Batman. Most I just mostly stuck with Batman. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of my, my jam. And uh, I had action figures, but, you know, I just kind of collected them. I, I would have them up on a, you know, kind of like, you know, you're like a 10, 12, or 11-year-old kid. You just yeah. put them on a shelf. You're not, I'm, I wasn't taking photos of them back in the yeah. early 90s, late 80s and stuff, so... Then, uh, like I said, just kind of, you know, you get older, you find other things, you know, you get into other things, and it kind of goes to the wayside. You know, your parents put it up in the attic. Yeah. And then you kind of just, I don't know. Almost forget about it. You almost forget about it, and then, you know, just kind of by happenstance, by accident, by my friend Chris kind of like just showing me like, hey, people actually take pictures of toys, and it's they're really good at it you know it's like man I need to kind of like get back I need to get some toys again and I need to get back in the attic and, have you been uh, able yeah. to use some of those uh, figures from your childhood I have a few of them um, but I haven't I don't think I've taken too too many photos of them I mean I just have I, I have like and a lot of them are kind of like messed up like I have like a bat the Batmobile you know yeah. but it's missing pieces and stuff and it, yeah. it looks real shitty right now so <laughs> No, not 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 so much. But um, mainly, they're just on the shelf. I, I mean, I have like a Batman figure from '89, but I I keep them in the package. Yeah. So I haven't even taken them out. So, uh, but mostly um, now I do a lot of just I find you know figures that like the detail you're finding in figures now is like super realistic on you know like the the twelve uh, the the six inch scale and the twelve inch scales you know like yeah. So, so for college, you mentioned photography. When you were uh, getting out of high school, getting ready for college, did you know it was going to be photography school? No, I, I didn't know I was going to do photography. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Where'd you go? I started off at um, EMCC. Okay. So did a I did a year there, and I was kind of like, you know, I might do something with computers. I might do graphic design. I think I might, because I don't know, I've always kind of had a interest in the arts even when I was a kid you know like mm-hmm. drawing and stuff and uh, I'm, I wasn't a, I wasn't great at it but it was something I enjoyed so I thought yeah. maybe I'll do something in the you know get into art and I thought maybe I'll do graphic design and got in college started taking courses at the W and got into like a photography course I thought it was really cool you know mm-hmm. I was like, oh man I enjoy black and white photography you go out you're like in the fresh air you take pictures you come back in you develop it you get to see what you you took i wasn't very good at it yeah. uh so you know just kind of stuck with it and kind of got into it more like i took a break you know in college i, I took like a little sabbatical had to kind of like go and find myself and figure out yeah. do i want to stay in college do i want to commit to it because at the time you know when you're a kid you want to like do whatever you're doing party you know you want to hang out with your friend travel you just want to do things but kind of came back and got my head straight and stuck with photography and graduated with an mfa with an emphasis in photography and then started doing graphic design yeah because i know like uh we were catching up yesterday a little bit 
And because last time we had hung out before last night was uh, we were camping out at that little tiny home. Yeah. And I was under the impression since you were talking about it because it was so fresh on your mind, like you had done graphic design in the t-shirt shop for a long time, right? And I thought it was like two, three years ago. And you was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> no. That was a long time ago, dude. Yeah, yeah. So is that how the graphic design started? Doing the yeah. Bread? So I got out of college, and me and a buddy, uh, buddy had a shop, and he was like, "Hey, man, you know, like, you want to work together and kind of figure this thing out?" So I was like, "Sure, why not? I'm not doing anything right now. I didn't know, you know, you're kind of like at an impasse. You're like, do I go and get my master's? What am I? Gonna, what's the next step?" Yeah. So I was like, "Sure, I need to, I need to make some money. I need to do some stuff." And so it was kind of like a baptism by fire. He. So it took a little break. He took off and was like, here's the keys to the shop. Got some orders. Figure it out. So started screen printing and kind of started figuring out how to do actually do graphic design. I mean, I knew a little bit, but not enough to, like, you know, be dangerous. That's crazy anything. how that come full circle. Like, you were in between photography and graphic design, and you got photography and then worked in graphic design. Yeah, it just, just kind of became a thing. And then over the years, you know, like, Ended up working for a, a, a large company and doing uh, graphics for them for like four, almost five years, you know, like just kind of transitioned to that and did that. Mm-hmm. And then just, I'm still doing it, you know, I still love photography, but I, I like graphic design too. Man. Yeah. I mean, it's something I know how to do, but I would say my passion is photography and primarily toy photography but so yeah that's, that's kind of where i'm at all right just to kind of take a break real quick now i don't know if your iphone or android or how you listen to uh, this podcast or podcast in general but eric was telling me earlier about an app that he uses and it's a podcast app with a cause and i didn't even know my podcast was on it yeah yeah it's a uh, podcoin so uh you Every like minute you listen to a to a podcast, you you get so many points. So it's usually like ten minutes, you get a point. Mm-hmm. So you can take those points, you can donate them to different causes, like you know feeding hungry animals, you know uh, blankets for homeless, uh, water for children, food for people. Um, there's all kinds of different causes on there or you know you can use it save up enough and you can get like a starbucks card it's really whatever you want to do but yeah i was like searching your your podcast is on there too right. so like i say if your iphone obviously apple podcast is like the easiest way to listen but uh this is an app definitely worth checking out because it's got a cause behind it yeah yeah and if you want to be selfish and get you a starbucks card there go you go it's on you <laughs> yeah go for it go that's right <laughs> And so moving on, uh, we were talking earlier about graphic design and like toy photography still on the side. Uh, So I guess with this community, and you mentioned earlier that for some people it may lead to a livelihood. Yeah. So like as far as getting uh, that alleyway and moving more into uh, toy photography, like what does the future just kind of look like for you if you had to project? For me, man, I just really, I just do it to come come home after work and just unwind. Yeah. I don't see ever having any kind of like professional career mm-hmm. in it, you know, but I, I don't know. For me, it's just like a way for me to kind of like make my mini movies or my mini comic, you know, like yeah. um, there's, there's photographers on there that keep a series going and like they just keep building on it and building on it. Yeah. I haven't gotten into that yet, but... You know, just as an idea strikes me, and sometimes I'll just set up, I won't even have an idea, but it's just like a way to decompress from everything else, you know, like get your mind off of like that daily grind Mm -hmm. and be creative, you know, like everybody needs some kind of like outlet. Absolutely. For me, it's a creative outlet, and like this is kind of it, you know, like I'll never direct a movie, but, uh, and I'll never take pictures of Batman or Spider-Man, but... I can take them as toys, you know, yeah. so it's it's kind of like just a way for me to decompress, really, and that's, I, I kind of like it, I mean, and I'm fine with it just staying right there. Cool. Uh, yeah, We you were talking earlier about, like, graphic design and photography, and when I started, I started playing guitar when I was 15, 
and uh, I never really thought about like I've been in bands but I've never really thought about trying to make it that mm-hmm. never really was the point and then at the uh, place I was taking lessons when I was a teenager he started having a studio he started recording and he let me record there for free because I was already doing lessons there so I was already paying him yeah and uh just being in the studio and being able to uh, like look at the mixing boards and the sound and be able to do all that, and then ten years later I would start a podcast and kind of get into production and editing. And porch talk is kind of like the same kind of avenue, like I guess for graphic design and photography is for you with like music and uh, the editing process is for me. Is like I can't wait for one day maybe to be able to record. You know, if I get the equipment up to be able to kind of do like a, a maybe do some kind of a rough EP for somebody. Yeah, right, right. And uh, just to be able to help somebody out, and even like that's lended itself to that. If any like musicians, uh, they've sent me stuff, and I'll put it on the show. So I like, I like where that's going. And plus, to be able to, this is such an interesting hobby, man. I really dig what you're doing. You I appreciate know? it. Yeah, and I think with you and the same with this, anything kind of creative, you gotta create like. Um, Kind of like goals. Mm-hmm. Everybody has goals, you know. It's like, hey man, I just want to, like you, I want to, I want to record this artist, or you know, I want to reach this milestone. Mm-hmm. I'm and I have those too. Like it's like, hey, I want to, I want somebody, you know, like you know, or like I like it when my my photos get featured. It's pretty awesome, yeah. you know. Like when a toy company features one of your shots, or you know, just. Uh, just being able to take a picture and know, man, that's, you look back at it and you can be like, man, that's actually a pretty good and you can kind of see your progression. I really enjoy that. That's kind of like where I want to do it. It's like, hey, I just want to keep progressing, keep mm-hmm. like improving my craft, like keep improving my photos. Like from where I was like three years ago, I need to be better now. You know, I need to like just improve a little bit, and you reach like yeah. you just kind of create those kind of goals for you. And I'm sure you do that with the podcast. I want to like get a little better at recording. I want to get a little better at this and that. So yeah. same for me. Same for yeah. me. And so, what did that look like at the start? Were you using the same camera now, or has your equipment gotten better uh, as you went? Yeah, my equipment has gotten a little better. Uh, my other camera. I, I'm a Nikon guy. Uh, before. I think I, I can't I can't remember the model I had before, but I kind of just wore it out. I had it for a while, and one day, actually, I was shooting for work, and the camera just stopped. The shutter froze, so oh, I was man. like, "All right, time to upgrade." Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'll probably upgrade again. You know, here sometime in the future. I mean, I got you know, I'm always kind of looking at different equipment and stuff, yeah. and like just ways that you know I can maybe get better lighting maybe i'll buy some 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 other lighting or uh, another lens um but yeah it's just down the road yeah i definitely want to always always improve that equipment and uh keep moving forward so like i like some of the mashups you've done in the past and like one of i think it was like a month ago you done a mashup between a marvel character and a dc character and like it was like this fantasy of like what if these two join forces? I did uh, Batman and Daredevil. Batman and Daredevil. That yeah, I've done them. I've done them, but uh, yeah, like it doesn't happen so much now. But there have been in the past, like they they used to do Marvel and DC would do like crossovers. So there are actually comics out there where like Batman teams up with uh, Spider Man or uh, Daredevil. Yeah. You know, like they meet up, and I think he's actually yeah, I think he teamed up with Spider Man before too, and. Uh, I think uh, there's been like in the past where like him and Punisher have kind of like clashed. They hadn't like had it out because you know Punisher wants to kill people. Batman yeah. wants to just stop crime, no killing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they kind of clashed a little bit. Yeah, he's got a moral code. About yeah, him. definitely, definitely. So um, yeah, I'd, like I pull a lot of inspiration from comics. I'll see stuff, you know, and I'll mix it up, you know, from there. And so preference-wise, DC, Marvel, lean more DC. Yeah, definitely a little more DC just for me. Um, but I, I mean, I, I love ba- Batman's number one in my yeah. book. But then I would say probably number two would probably be probably Daredevil. Yeah, I really so like Daredevil a lot. Right yeah, that's a that's a Marvel character. Um, so, but you know, I like both 
sides, but probably a little more DC than Marvel. Mm-hmm. I am too, and I, I think it's the uh, it's kind of it's darker, and it feels uh, I can connect with the characters better. Yeah, it's, it's not so happy go lucky. Yeah, I would say like DC's pretty good at bringing a little more adult content at times. They uh, they've done like black la- DC Black Label lately, which is a little more adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's probably why I like it. it's a little grittier. I mean, but Marvel still has they have they still have some good good stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Remember when they cut uh, that Logan? That was a uh, like besides Deadpool, I think it was the first rated R Marvel film we had. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like it was that was pretty tough. That was a good, that was a good movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite superhero movies they've done in a while. Um, that wasn't controlled by. Um, Marvel Studios. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Disney owns Marvel Studios. Yeah. At the time, Fox owned Wolverine and the X Men. Mm-hmm. So they were Spider-Man able to. Spider Man, too, at the time, too, right? No, Fox, it was uh, Sony that owned Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, Sony owned Spider Man. And, uh, and, yeah, it's weird how those properties are kind of like dispersed. So, um,. Disney now owns Fox, which owned the X Men properties and Wolverine and all that. So, but like, yeah, like Logan was really good. Yeah, I'm excited to see where Marvel's going to go now. Especially like Disney, they're just really monopolizing the entertainment industry with owning that. Now they have all the Marvel characters. Like they got Spider Man from Sony now, and they own Fox, so they have X Men. And so, if they want to reboot the universe or like just keep pushing the universe, I think they're in phase four now. Yeah, I can't remember what phase it is. I think the next next step for them is to. Um, I think they announced at San Diego Comic Con they were going to do they're going to do another Thor movie. So they're moving into Jane Foster being Thor. So that's going to kind of transition a little bit there. Um, is that what the contract with Hemsworth and just getting him out of the picture, or is that just kind of following canon somewhat? Yeah, that's actually in the comics. Yeah. Okay. She she becomes Thor, and then I can't remember what else they're gonna do. They're gonna do another Blade movie, so they're they're gonna kind of they replace Wesley Snipes. And then they have um, they're gonna do a Loki TV show. They're gonna do a Hawkeye TV show. Right, um, yeah, they are. They're yeah. going to do uh, another Doctor Strange where yep, they, op- right. they open up the multiverse yeah. even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Disney Plus is going to pick up, like you said, Loki. I think I think they're going to do, there's going to be a Black Widow movie, but it's going to be prior to yeah. uh, all that. Yeah, they alluded to that with the, uh, the ballerina. Uh, mm-hmm. with the shoes yeah um, they alluded to her past yep. I think that was the thing with uh, uh, whatever corporation she was picked up by oh what was it in Captain America the uh, Hydra oh because she was a she was KGB and then she I think she transferred over to S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah as a like a espionage and so yeah. she was like a double double agent yeah yeah something like that some yeah. kind of weird something but like with with DC, man, uh, I've I hope it gets better. We were talking yesterday just about Batman on film, and like we both kind of agreed on Batman versus Superman, and then like the Justice League. And I just want to talk with you a little okay, bit about that yeah. today. Is um, so the DC canon it really started with Man of Steel, which I thought was a good film. Mm-hmm. I, you've never really seen anybody try to go to Krypton and do what they did there. Uh, to that level, and I thought like that story was good. Yeah, yeah. Zack yeah. Snyder, he nailed that. Um, I, I agree. And I'm not even a Superman fan. I'm not. Uh, he's one of my really. least favorite superheroes, but I enjoyed that film. Yeah. And then with Batman versus Superman, like uh, I like uh, Affleck's Batman. I did too. Uh, some of my favorite things about him was like it was that it was that older Batman, mm-hmm. and uh, not that his moral code was busted, but like he just kind of. I'm sick of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm over this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the world my way. You know, like you mm-hmm. know, he, he alludes to the fact that if Superman, if there's a small chance that Superman can be turned to evil, then he has to shut it down. Yeah, 
He's going to shut it down no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, my only thing, my, I guess the only problem with Batman versus Superman was I thought it moved too fast. Like I, I thought you could have you could have ended the film with them two fighting uh, before bringing in Doomsday. Like I felt like that could have been a different film. Yeah, I feel like it it did jump around a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like and maybe at times like some of the characters weren't developed as well as they could have been. Everything has its problem. Every film has its problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Doomsday. That's tough. That's a tough call. I could say. I mean, I guess you kind of needed it a little bit to bind Superman and Batman together, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of help reinforce that bond. Uh, that whole Martha scene was a little odd, but, I mean, I can understand it. I can understand where he was coming from with it, but it was an odd scene. Yeah. You know, like, like this really Your mom's name's up. Martha? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you figure out Superman's humanity. I don't, I don't know. But... Overall, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed, like, Batfleck's portrayal of Batman in that film. Mm-hmm. And, like, how, gritty, you know, like, gritty and, like, just... I mean, that scene with him fighting in the warehouse, you've never seen Batman fight like that on film. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, that's how I kind of envision Batman, like, getting down, you know? like Oh, yeah. Just... Yeah, you didn't really see that kind of fight with Christian Bell's Batman. No, he had like a totally different style, you know. Yeah. Um, but Ben Affleck's Batman was like crushing some people, man. Like he was brutal, and I'll, I just really enjoyed that level mm-hmm. of brutality with like Batman, like not necessarily killing folks, which he did kill people. Yeah. But like, I mean, just slamming people into the yeah. floor. He was handicapping like, them. Yeah, oh yeah, man, he was messing people up for life. <laughs> You might not die, but you're never going to walk the same yeah. again. You know, if you sad. walk. <laughs> yeah. And then Justice League, um, I think Wonder Woman was uh, one of my favorite films that they had done. And yeah, then they, 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 they did Justice League, and that was kind of a, that was a miss. It was definitely a miss. It was really odd writing. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it um, other than... You had two directors. Mm-hmm. You had Zack Snyder who started. He had a vision for what he wanted the movie to be. And then um, he was released of his duties. And they brought in Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. who directed the uh, first Avengers movie. And uh, Buff- he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer from uh, television and whatnot, and some other television shows. Yeah, it just kind of got really weird like yeah. Batman had some really weird lines like some of like I don't know like some of the I guess they rushed it but some of the CGI was just towards the end was really badly done mm. it was very poor With Superman yeah the mustache thing there was that there was that whole scene in like Russia like like I, I don't know yeah it was it, it, I, I don't they just missed they missed the mark on that one but I think DC, even with Suicide Squad, that was a miss. Like, I really liked having Deadshot on film. Because Batman is, uh, he's my favorite DC character as well. And the thing about Batman and Gotham is I almost like his villains as much as I do him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I like the Joker. He's yeah. like a polar opposite. And he's, oh, yeah, definitely. He's the, he's the perfect opposite. Yep. And Deadshot, like, uh, I, that's probably one of my favorite villains. And I, I like the idea of him being on film, but I was like, you were rushing this thing, man. Like, uh, you butchered Joker. Yeah. And then, like, the, the story and the plot of, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you were do, trying to accomplish. Yeah, I've heard, like, different things on that. Um, it was, it was just poorly executed, and I think a lot of that comes down to Warner Brothers making calls while the film is being made, like you got execs that like change the director's vision. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same kind of thing that happened in Justice League. Um, I've heard rumors that those creatures, you know, like the weird, those were supposed to be parademons, but then Warner Brothers was like, you can't use parademons because we're going to use parademons in, you know, a Justice League or, yeah. or, or whatever, whatever yeah. it was. Which I like, like those parademons. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I think there's, like, 
at the executive level, I think decisions come down and where they shift ideas maybe that are supposed to be very, that are, you know, like pretty much set. And mm-hmm. they just come in and say, you know what? We decided not to do this. Don't do this. Do this. Yeah. And it's almost like, to me, Warner Brothers almost feels like they have to be in fast forward to try to keep up with Marvel. Yeah, there might be a little bit of that. They want to, like, reach that success that Marvel has. But, I mean, yeah. it's a different brand. And, Just be true to yourself. Yeah, and I haven't seen these films yet, but you were telling me that uh, Aquaman, Shazam, um, they're good films. Yeah, yeah. Shazam was really well done. I mean, Aquaman was very good. Uh uh, I would put both of those way above Justice League and Suicide Squad um, easily. Yeah, with uh, Justice League, uh, if they would have taken the time to maybe have a film dedicated to Cyborg and Flash and like to be able to develop and flesh these characters yeah, out, that'd probably help. Yeah, yeah, but like give them a little more. Yeah, and I'm not a filmmaker and I'm not an executive at Warner Brothers or yeah. a director. I'm just a guy watching a movie who doesn't read comic books but I gotta start Yeah. but it's just had friends around me enough to talk about comics to be like that's not right which I, it's okay not be canon mm-hmm. but uh, I, I do like following canon because I did play the video games and yeah. I felt like some of them things were pretty close to canon like the Arkham City games oh yeah Batman. those were awesome yeah those games were pretty well done yeah they did a good job on those yeah so, I mean, even like Gotham feeling, it felt dark and all that. And even like with Origins, when they would go back to the very beginning of like the, even the villain Origins and all that, I, I thought it was really well done. All right. So, Justin, when you're not doing toy photography or at work, what are some other ways uh, you like to blow off some steam, man? Kayaking's always, always something we do. Uh, every summer we try to get down and get on the river and do a little paddling, paddling around. Haven't really done it that much this summer yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just doing a little floating, have a couple beers along the way. Absolutely. Never hurts anybody, you know, like uh, just getting out on the water and enjoying, enjoying that warm weather while you can before it turns on you. Yeah. So what are some of the favorite rivers or creeks to go down? Man, we too... Uh, we do Lux a lot around here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you there's several areas you can put in. You can put in over there on 12. You can put in at Proats Park if you just want like an easy float, you know. Yeah, because 12 putting in, it can get a little dangerous. It can, and it's gotten tougher to put in there. Uh, but yeah, 12, like there could be, there's more chance to be, you have trees down and things like that. Uh Sometimes we go down to uh, Seminary, Mississippi, do some do some uh, kayaking around there. Where's that at? That's south, uh, down there, not too far from Hattiesburg. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah, down down there, they have like uh, several places you can rent a cabin and rent a kayak, and they'll actually just drop you in and just float down. They have like, you know, like a all day float. Yeah. And there's like waterfalls and things like that. I got you. So yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, haven't gotten over to Bear Creek, but I want to do that. It's uh, good. That, I've heard a lot of people they really enjoy that one. It's really good. I got a buddy of mine, Andrew. He goes to Bear Creek quite a bit. I don't know if he's been this year, but uh, he would always when he got back, he's like, "Dude, you have got to go." Cause him and the guys, and um, when I was in high school, we would float the Lux from uh, Kennedy to Millport. Okay. And, like, they would have a boat, or sometimes I would just go down to Dollar General and just buy me, like, a inner tube. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, I'd get about halfway, <laughs> and it would pop, and then have to walk or get in the boat. But yeah. It's, it's that same thing, man. We were drinking. It didn't matter. Right, we just, right. Just having a good time. And so you got these great sandbars. And so mm-hmm. you, or maybe you'd float halfway, stop at the sandbar. Maybe uh, the guys, we brought a steak. We're going to build a fire. We're going to cook that night. We're yeah. going to hang out there. And we'll wake up the next day and we'll finish the float. Awesome. But about Bear Creek, every time he goes and he comes back, man, it's uh, it's just real good water. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it can be challenging. I've and heard, I'm, yeah. I've heard there can be some, there's some rapids and mm-hmm. some areas that can really, you know, challenge you. But yeah. it's, all in all, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, I've heard um, some of the, 
Kennedy uh, Baptist, one of the churches, they'll take the youth group up there in the past. And um, I've heard they've gotten into some pickles with some of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, when you got a group, anything can happen. That's true. Especially when the goal is, which this is always the goal, uh, when you want to get everybody back home the same way they left. Yeah, definitely. And so kayaking, when you're taking a bunch of teenagers or, you know, middle schoolers out to uh, do this, it, none of them have experience, right? Yeah, no, that's true. So you I, never know. <laughs> you never know. you got to be careful. Because you man. can get in the bind. Yep. We've done this in the past, man. We had a little short John boat we put in over at 12, and we were floating the Lux. And I don't think that any of us understood how long it was going to take. Mm-hmm. And we got called out after dark. Yeah, yeah. I was telling you about that because like, if it wasn't for a guy that lived right by the creek and hollered down at us at dusk, yeah, what the hell are y'all doing? Get out of the water right now. I'm going to take you to your truck. <laughs> You're so this is This is dangerous. Y'all going yeah. to get killed. Yeah. Because a lot of times I don't think people really think about how dangerous it could be. Yeah, we've, uh, we've put in it steams before. And uh, it's a lot hair. It's a lot hairier between Steens and the Highway Twelve Bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of trees down. Like, and we've we've gotten to some pickles too, man. Like, I'm not like a boat get flipped up under a tree. I mean, you're not if you're not careful, you get you stuck. Can, in you it. can easily drown yourself. Yeah. Yes. But I haven't I haven't done that path in a while, man. And but usually, if you put it in at 12 and you float down, it's, it's not too bad. But there are a few spots, you know, that can have trees down and you got to watch out for. But um, to me, it's still a good time. I wanted to pull this up. There's a movie I recently watched uh, that kind of reminded me that it's not about kayaking at all. But uh, it's, it was a National Geographic documentary. Did you see anything about that one right there? Mm-mm, oh yeah, the guy like rock climbing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some like some behind the scenes on that. That's pretty insane. Yeah. So that that movie's uh, it's called Free Solo. It's a National Geographic uh, documentary. If even if like you're not, because I've never rock climbed, with the exception of like the little rock climbing thing they have at South Alabama. <laughs> You know, indoors. Yeah, yeah. You're really roughing it, man. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, but (laughs) it is tough. It can be challenging, but this is the whole point of this is Yellowstone, and I can't remember the name of the mountain at the time, but it's a hard climb, and it's a straight granite face, Mm -hmm. and he had it broke down into like I think 27 different places during the climb that are that are problems. Yeah. And, like, when he got to one, it was called uh, the boater problem. And so he's free soloing. And, like, what free soloing is, if you're unfamiliar with rock climbing completely, there's no rope. If he falls, he's done. Yeah. And so there was this point to where he gets to this point to where he has to karate kick out to the left. And if he miss kicks, it's over. But he had a secondary path that he could take, and he run them both, and it's ridiculous to me, like, as he's climbing up, he has his friends filming it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they was like, number one, we don't want to do this, because I don't want to have you fall out of the picture, and my friend's dead. And number two is like, man, it's ridiculous how well, because as he's going throughout the climb, and he's talking, and they're zoomed in on him, like he's like, left hand here right hand here put right foot like he has the whole climb mapped out and memorized you have to yeah I mean and so right when he got to Boulder Pass and he had to do that karate kick you could like almost get this sense of his like 20-25 friends who were there filming in different positions they were like (gasps) yeah collective like yeah yeah. I've seen like the behind I haven't watched the movie but I've seen the filming of it like them actually like talking about it like all the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and like yeah it was pretty tense it's worth worth the watch man and it's funny because like when he started rock climbing and getting into all that he didn't have a girlfriend and during the film he got a girlfriend and um, he started getting hurt because he would start taking her on the climbs and it would be errors that she was making that caused him to get hurt. Mm. 
And so he done this, when he free soloed this, he had just gotten over an ankle sprain. And so, was, you know, with some of the climbs that he's making, the ankle is one of the most important yeah. pivots and strengths of the climb. Yeah, no doubt. And, like, he was having to, like, put a lot of pressure. And he done it in three and a half hours. But yeah, it was something crazy. It's yeah. like, yeah, unbelievable. And it was crazy, like, right before he went up there to go climb the mountain, <laughs> he told her, uh, she had asked him, you know, it was like one last conversation they were going to have, and she's like, uh, you know, what if I was to ask you not to do this because I care about you too much? And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I care about that more. This is something I have to do. Yeah. And if I die doing it, oh, well, I have to do it. And I was like, this guy's ridiculous. But I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it could be the same thing with uh, with – you know, going out in some of these creeks and kayaking or just getting out in a little jump boat, if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention, man, um, just the weekend out with the guys, having a cold beer and maybe grilling out on a sandbar, that can be it. Yeah. And, like, free solo, that's a very extreme. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, in the same effect, man, like Bear Creek, uh, I haven't done a whole lot of kayaking in years, and so I don't know I would want to practice before I went. Which I think you can have a guide if you need it. Yeah, probably. Um, and I bet during some times of the year, they probably wouldn't even let you do it without one. Yeah, I, I hear there's like some spots that can be a little hairy. You, you probably need, you're probably going to have to get outside the boat and just kind of carry it around. You yeah. Know, and even then, you like yourself. Yeah, and even then, I've been in some waters that move swift enough to feel the current pull, and it could almost feel like you're going to be carried away. Mm-hmm. And there is this idea, same thing within the ocean, man. It's like undertow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get caught in that, good luck. Yep. And you don't fight it. Just go with the flow till you come out. Yeah, it'll get you. <laughs> All right, man, just before we walk this thing out the door, I wanted to ask you uh, your thoughts on, uh, do you think there needs to be a monopoly buster in the entertainment industry in the future as far as um, Disney, really? They bought ESPN. They got um, Sony and Fox under their belt. Are as far as the superhero characters, yeah, and they're opening up their own media streams as far as ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. Plus yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're gonna have the two big kids on the block pretty soon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you got Warner Brothers, which is now owned by AT and T. So you know, under that you have, you know. HBO is wrapped into that, and right. some some other you know entities too. I mean, I don't know who could break it up, but I mean, at this point, yeah, I think one day we're just gonna all be you know speaking whatever Disney wants us to speak and acting however Disney wants us to act, right. you know? Because I mean, they're just they're just huge at this point, right? And, I mean, just with Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, they do have their stake in music. They have their own record label. And they've had people like Black Keys and some of the, mm-hmm. some really big deals under their label. Um, but I wonder if Disney will get into music. I'm sure they already have. With, they, who knows? They might have some kind of connections there, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Somehow. I mean, they seem to be into everything. Right. So I mean, theme parks... Theme parks, TV, <laughs> movies, I mean, you just name it. Any kind of entertainment. That's right. And so let's talk about records just for a second. Um, there, I don't know if it was maybe five, maybe longer than that, there seemed to be a, a rise in records. So what, what do you think about all that? Like, uh, what do you think caused it? I mean, I think at times, you know, we always kind of go back to what we know, you know, CDs kind of went their way, cassettes went their way, they went out of, you know, out of style, and then everybody started, you know, digital, you know, like, you know, just downloading music, mm-hmm. but I think there's still, like, people that want that tangible element, you know, like, they want to, like, take Pickle. something home, you know, put it on the shelf. I know, I, I enjoy it, you know, getting 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 some vinyl, being able to, like, open it up, spin it, and, you know, just to actually have that element there, right. actually be able to touch touch it and yeah. kind of, like, experience it that way. Um, and, you know, go to shows, you're there, you pick up some vinyl, 
Speaking I mean, of which, there's a pop-up show down the street from you Sunday. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if I'll make it or not, but uh, I did see that they posted it about it. I thought it was done for the summer. Yeah, I know. I think we were talking about that the other day. I was asking <laughs> you when the next show was going to be, and you were like, I think they're done until winter. And yeah. Here it comes. Pop-up show. Yep. Faye Webster at the Sunstroke House this Sunday. All right. So, like, with my thing with records, and um, it's almost like craft beer, and I'll get to the craft beer portion in just a second, but um, I think it's the purest side of maybe a lot of people, and that's definitely what done it for me with your digital recordings, even when you listen to a track on YouTube, or, I mean, if you buy it from going back to Apple, uh, iTunes, or if you just listen on Spotify or Pandora, you're not getting the best quality of sound. On a vinyl, that is the best possible quality that you could have. And being a purist, I mean, that is the way I want to hear it. It's mm-hmm. almost as it's the way it was when they recorded it there yeah. in the studio. Yeah. And so, I think, uh, I don't think that records or vinyls will go anywhere. I think that'll, it'll be around forever. Yeah, I mean, I think they've outlasted a lot of other, you know, stuff like the cassette tapes. The, yeah, you, you, can't know, even, you can't get a vehicle that does that you anymore. You know, a DVD and, and stuff like that. And it, it is something, it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, listen to music the way my parents listen to music too, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I own some of my parents' records, so I don't know, you know. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I've, like Scooter's Records in Starkville, you've got Oz Music in Tuscaloosa, and uh, I hope those guys continue to stay around. And as far as like movies go, um, I think Netflix and even Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, all those guys have completely changed the way that we do media. Like Redbox single-handedly put brick-and-mortar movie stores oh, yeah. out of business. Goodbye, Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that was a Friday night right there. Now you know. Now you just go Redbox it or you know download it or you know stream it yeah. on whatever service you have. And yeah, maybe one day we won't even. I mean, it, movie theaters will start dying out, and people will just Possibly. stay at home and watch watch movies. Just download them right to the couch. Yeah. So the entire way that we, uh, I guess, ingest entertainment, whether it's movies or music, is completely changed with the advent of the internet as it continues to increase. Right, right. And who knows where it's going to go from there, you know? Yeah. I mean, the way we, way we, like you said, like ingest things and just kind of just take it all in. Yeah. And I don't know if I like it. I can't, I, like there are some vehicles today that don't even put CD players in. It's like an auxiliary or it's Bluetooth. Yeah. And if, if you don't get down with that, well, enjoy the silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Times are changing, as uh, Bob Dylan would say. That's it. So, man, we can go ahead and wrap this thing up, Eric. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down with me and share a little bit about your toy photography hobby. And uh, just for those listening, what are some ways that they can uh, find your work online? Um, Really just Instagram. Uh, go on Instagram and search at Eric Stutter. Uh, that's Eric with a K. Not with a C. Not with a C. With a K. Yep, that's that's really it. And all my latest, every time I take a toy photo, I, I post it on Instagram. So that's, that's the easiest way. So go check all that out, guys. And uh, got some pretty cool things going on right now with it. Mm-hmm. Looks like. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll get a good shot out of this one. Yeah. Well, all right, man. We'll walk this thing out the door. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Well, it's been another episode of Porch Talk. Peace out. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. I got two things I wanted to run by you before I share some music. Is Porch Talk now has a website. You can find that at porchtalk.potomatic.net One more time. porchtalk.potomatic.net And that's just a creative space, not only for me, but for other people who are going to come alongside to write blogs and express themselves there with words. You can find that on the 
from the porch portion of the website. That's a tab there. But it's just a place I wanted to create for you to be able to know what has happened, what's going to happen. And if you wanted to know a little bit more about Porch Talk or myself, it's all there. So I encourage you to go check that out. Number two is start this right now. A $1 drive on Patreon. Porch Talk has a Patreon. And I don't even know what you can get for a dollar nowadays. Less a dollar a month. We're not even talking a cup of coffee. You don't have to cut anything out of your monthly routine at the rate of a dollar. And so if you would think about that and possibly give, I would surely appreciate it. All right. Now, with music. This is from my friend, Ryan Meadows. We haven't officially met in person yet, but we met through the Stiptones. You may remember I had them on on a podcast days gone by. Well, Ryan is a friend of the Stiptones, and he reached out to me via email and shared his music and shared a little bit about his story. And I like his music, and I also like his story. So I'm going to share his music. So I cannot wait, and this is kind of foreshadowing a journey I'm going to take soon to Athens, Georgia, to hang out with Ryan, and also to check out this Athens music scene that I've been hearing so much about. And so... Without further ado, this is a song by Ryan Meadows. It's called Dandelion. i uh-huh. 
you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.